the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. And as you listen, I pledge to do my best to find good content that will help, hopefully, uh, you know, you with the ability to go out and, I'm not going to say make money, but go out and be a good investor. So anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I don't want you to be shy. That's the number one thing. Um, you know, we had a market that last Friday and Monday was, I'm not going to say a disaster. You know, it pulled back five good percent, 5.8 percent. Uh, there was no lateral drift. Uh, it was just like down, 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 down on Friday and Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday come about and it's pretty good. Uh, there was a spike in the major indices that looked almost as if it was programmed yesterday. Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 1.33%. NASDAQ up 1.33%. And the SP 500 up 1.36%. It was a nice end of the second quarter, which finished on a just crazy five days. Um, and crazy credit goes to the Brexit that happened Thursday slash Friday. Today marks the start of a new quarter. July, the year's halfway over. Have you funded your 401k? Have you funded everything that needs to be funded? You should be pretty well on your way. Early indication is that today's rally um, off Monday's lows, which has spanned 107 points or 5.4%, is slow at the open. Uh, we opened up 7 points on the S&P 500, up 46 points on the Dow, NASDAQ up 26 points. So we're a little more than half an hour into the trading session. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.42%. That's shocking. It's low cost of money, and that's a great time to invest, usually. It also reflects that it's stressful out in the world. Maybe not in your world, but somewhere out there it's stressful, economically speaking. 
typically want to see the 10-year treasury around 3.5%, not 1.5%. And it's exponentially lower. I mean, it's, you know, how earthquakes go, like, eh, 4 is not a bad problem, but 7 is a problem. 7-4, oh my gosh, 7-6, bat it down the hatches. Um, so we got that going. Uh, the comeback in the U.S. market is a reminder that the S&P 500 um, is the place to be. As far as world markets go, it's the U.S. is pretty strong. Uh, but that's not saying much. Last Friday, the S&P 500 dropped 6.7%. Um, it's made up entirely that loss. One big similarity between then and now, as far as last Friday goes, is the world's leading central banks pledged to work to provide more policy support if necessary. Bank of England Governor Carney came right out yesterday and said further stimulus from the Bank of England will be needed this summer. So we got that coming down the road. And again, sometimes you just don't fight it. I know that sounds kind of goofy and everything, but sometimes you just don't fight it. Um, what do I mean by that is the low cost of money and government stimuluses around the world uh, are equating into uh, buying opportunities in, in creating bubbles. There's expectations that the end of the quarter activity, short covering, and a race to chase stocks higher has fueled the comeback effort. So something else can be added to the mix is the emerging belief that UK decision to leave the European Union will do more harm to the UK economy than to the world global economy. Time and data will tell. The time and the tape uh, will tell. Time is something that works out well on Wall Street. So the 10-year treasury note is, to me, very striking. So as the stock market has rallied in last week, the 10-year treasury has gone lower. Um, and that's telling you some people are, don't believe in the markets. They're hiding money in the treasury. Low rates have led a forced march of sorts into higher yielding stocks, as there's no alternative. 10-year treasuries give you one point, what is it right now, 1.42%. You almost have to look at something like an AT&T, a stock that I own for the dividend, that's yielding 4.5% and say, okay, I'll take that. And then you look at the stock of AT&T and it's right near a 52-week high. You look at the PE and you're like, ooh, that's kind of, that's kind of overvalued. It is overvalued. And, you know, sometime soon I'm going to revisit it and say, I'm going to take some off the table because it's been a big winner for me. Uh, at least that's my thought. So, uh, elsewhere out there, the manufacturing index for June, which is a gauge of national manufacturing conditions in the United States, it was released and it was better than expected. Um, construction spending for May, auto trucks and sales are going to come out all day today. They kind of trickle out. They're not, I'm not going to say all day. They'll be done in the next two hours, but they, they slowly come out over those two hours. So there's some stupefying happenings right before we get stupefied on the 4th of July. Hopefully no big fireworks today on Wall Street. Hopefully the big fireworks will be Monday. Hopefully you're doing something good on Monday. That'd be nice, right? Um, so taking a look, European markets have rebounded today. 
expectation of further policy support from leading central banks is a positive. Um, heavily weighted consumer discretion in industrials are leading the market today. The only weakness that I could really see is in financials today. Um, Britain's EU vote uh, has created what is being referred to as a wimpy crisis for U.S. stocks. Uh, I find that kind of be kind of interesting. So Britain's EU exit vote is a wimpy crisis for U.S. stocks, so says Wells' chief strategist. Just an interesting set of words, right? Wimpy? Um, in two trading sessions after the June 23 Brexit vote, global financial markets racked up $3 trillion of paper losses. But as crises go, the reaction of the Mr. Market here is the one that's been pretty wimpy. It's not the only the rapid recovery of financial markets. It's really the initial reaction even. Um, down 5.8%. It just wasn't that bad. So there's reports out today that Apple is going to be buying Tidal. Um, Jay-Z's company. And that's out of some tech reports. And the Wall Street Journal as well. Kanye West and Jay-Z, obviously, are two of the big players with Tidal. Uh, the fact that Tidal, which has been shopping itself for some time, is now talking to a buyer with incredibly deep pockets and a streaming service, not a surprise. Why would Apple buy Tidal? Well, because you'd be getting Jay-Z and Kanye. So Tim Cook at EQ and the company paid $3 billion for Beats two years ago. And when it did, it acquired Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, plus the Beats music team, a hardware business that was selling lots of expensive headphones. Tidal, on the other hand, has a lot less to offer. Title has about 4 million paying subscribers, according to the Wall Street Journal. Apple's got about 15 million. Those can't automatically be moved over to Apple Music, but Apple should be able to persuade many of them to come over. It has whatever Jay-Z brings to the table for consumer marketing and artist relationships. Jay-Z's very influential. Perhaps most importantly, a deal would take title off the market as a competitor for artist exclusives, which has created a lot of buzz for both Apple and for title. Uh, things like you know, Beyonce streaming exclusively. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I always like talking about your money and things to do to become a millionaire. A million dollars isn't as much as it sounds like, and um, I'm always interested and intrigued by the way people get there. And, you know, we talk about the income of the 1% rising twice as fast as the 99%. And we look at it and we go, hmm, I would like to be that person. So 
there's other ways to get to a million dollars. A million dollars is about $40,000 a year till the day you die. And I'm using that very, very loosely, but that's about right. In a free market economy, anyone can make as much money as they want. And I want you to start making more money earlier than later. I was talking to my radio producer. Well, I was talking to a radio producer recently. And uh, he uses his exposure to working in radio as a way of getting press passes to go to sporting events. And he does legitimate press work. Uh, but I was like, that's a good way to get some. I'm not going to call it cheap entertainment while you're working. But that's pretty nice. It's a nice hobby to have, uh, especially if you get the, the credentials, because then suddenly your hobby is enjoying the event, and you're not paying as much as the average person. The number one thing you could do, and I come back to this again and again and again and again, is focus on earning. Uh, in today's economic environment, you can't save your way to millionaire status. Um, the first step is to focus on increasing your income in increments and then repeating that. And then try not to spend your increments. So if you go from making $10 an hour to $12 an hour to $14 an hour, try to live as if you're still working for $10 an hour. So $3,000 a month in income, you know, you save that and uh, it doesn't add up. So earning more money is easier said than done for most people. Uh, we did a story earlier this week about how the average American watches 35 hours of television. If the average American were to focus that into creating income, just even a little bit, it would go a long way. There's some high-paying jobs that you can do on the side. And, for instance, I could play piano. And if push came to shove, I could tutor piano. I don't want to do it, but... You look around the Bay Area and you see a lot of five-year-old and six-year-olds doing summer camps and mom and dads are throwing down basically 20 to $30 an hour for some pretty weak camps, you know, seven or eight kids doing tennis, <laughs> one guy. That's pretty darn profitable if you're charging 20 to 30 bucks per kid per hour and you're doing it for three hours. Um, so anyway, consider it. Um, just my opinion, if there's anything you could do to consult or earn on the side, because there's something you know how to do, is my guess. So focusing on earnings is important. Trying to come up with more than one stream of income. When I learned that money makes money, so if you open up a mutual fund like an income fund, or let's say you put $100 in AT&T and it pays you $4.50 a year, money makes money. That's pretty awesome. And once you have $100 of AT&T, you don't have to give it kisses. You don't have to shine it. You don't have to take it to dinner. It just continues to love you and give you money. Uh, not always forever and ever. Sometimes companies change, but dividend companies rarely. They're blue chip dividend companies for a reason. So try to develop multiple streams of income. Um, even if I've got a friend, for instance, who she lives in Santa Barbara where if she goes away for business for a week, she rents out her house. Why not? It's an additional stream of income. So uh, multiple streams of income is the secret to becoming a millionaire. You want to save to invest. Don't save to save. Don't put money in the bank and just leave it there. Investing is not as complicated or daunting as you want to make it out to be. The simplest starting point is to contribute to your 401k if your employer offers one. 
take full advantage of the company's 401k match because it's free money. Consider contributing money to a Roth IRA or traditional IRA, individual retirement accounts with different contribution limits and tax structures. You know, if you still have money left over, open up a low-cost index fund. Be decisive. That's how you become a millionaire. You want to avoid decision fatigue. Um, attention is a finite daily resource, and it can be a bottleneck on productivity. No matter the mental stamina developed over time, there's always going to be a threshold where you break down and your remaining efforts for the day become suboptimal. Uh, I typically make so many business decisions during the week and financial decisions during the week that come the weekend, uh, I come up, you know, my favorite restaurant is I don't care, you decide. So when people say, where do you want to go for dinner? I'm like, I don't care, you decide. Um, I think there should be a restaurant called I don't care, you decide. And we could all go to I don't care, you decide. Or right next to it could be wherever, two restaurants side by side. So I think it's 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 tricky to develop decisiveness. If you analyze several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes with well beyond the million dollar mark, every one of them had a habit of reaching decisions promptly. Um, that was based on a classic book in the 1930s called Think and Grow Rich. You don't want to show off. You want to show up. I think that's really important to becoming wealthy. Um, I don't really buy luxury cars or watches until I'm wealthy and comfortable. I said that I'd buy a Tesla a couple of years ago when I'm 50, and now suddenly like a Tesla's kind of, I'm not going to say a douchey car, but it definitely doesn't have the cool factor that it had the first year that it was out. In my, in my world, just in my world, maybe not in your world. Um, <coughs> I'm not driving a Toyota Camry, but I'm also not thrown off uh, an overly expensive vehicle. So you want to save more and spend less is some of the ideas out there. I think you want to change your mindset about money. Getting rich begins with the way you think and what you believe about making money. Uh, the secret is always, you know, the same. Thinking, think, 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 think. Masses, you know, out there believe that becoming wealthy is out of their control, where I think it's just an inside job of figuring out how you dedicate your time and your effort. So invest in yourself. I say this again and again and again. Um, 35 hours of TV is such a waste. In the end, the San Francisco Giants may win the World Series, but they're not going to give you a trophy. They're going to have trophies. In the end, the you know two and a half men may be the funniest show ever, and it brings a smile to your day, but Charlie Sheen makes millions while you make nothing. So you don't have to be a master in your field. You just need to be well-rounded, a, a genius of networking, so consume knowledge like air. I read the Wall Street Journal cover to cover. Um, all weekend long, I'm reading. So that's, I think, the biggest plus about cell phones. With that said, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Joining me now, Sung Lee from Newsweek. Sung Lee, how are you? Not hearing audio. Let's see. We can technically work this out. Not hearing anything. So maybe we'll have Sung Lee call back if we can get the technical difficulty worked out. I will march on. Sung Lee was going to be talking a little bit about Hillary Clinton, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, and plans to bring high-speed broadband cable to the Internet for every American household by 2020. And uh, obviously an aggressive plan, but a plan that would be interesting, to say the least. Uh, in large part, tech companies would love her. Uh, Americans would love her. So, And I think the education system would benefit. So 800-516-1220. I apologize to Sung Lee if we can't get her on today. We'll work on getting her on next week because uh, clearly we're having any technical difficulty with audio. Gold has taken off in the past week as part of the post-Brexit safe haven rally. The precious metals jumped as much as 7% the day after the UK voted to leave the European Union. Gold's interesting because gold doesn't really have a job. Um, gold doesn't have a 2.0. Gold doesn't pay you. It's a hedge. Uh, gold is not really an industrial metal like copper is. So the rally isn't to be trusted. History says the short-term rallies are not likely to last inside a commodity bear super cycle. Uh, a lot of the commodities like oil and other commodities are getting crushed due to the, you know, the, the weakening currencies um, tied towards weakening economies. Gold is comfortably stuck in a, inside that commodity super bear cycle. Some people see that gold should probably retest its low, the cycle around 10, 15 ounce. Commodities operate in what are called super cycles, which are decade plus bull and bear markets as long-term supply and demand structures shift. As with the downturn in the 1980s, this super cycle began with a leg down for precious metals, then food prices, now finally oil. The short-term bounce in gold is unsustainable. Research suggests that most of the price damage is typically done within the first five years of the bear. After year five, many commodities begin closing in on their ultimate bottoms. Bottoms are then followed by many years of range-bound prices. That's called sideways price action. It's also where the commodity kind of heals itself, even stocks. Um, typically, you don't find a bottom when it's going straight down. Typically, you find a bottom after it's gone sideways near that bottom for a couple months or quarters. And it kind of tests and it kind of heals itself. It says, okay, I can't find any more sellers. And then it goes up a little bit and finds some sellers and it goes back down and says, oh, I can't find any more sellers. Can't go lower. Um, so you kind of need that sideways action. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The first uh, ever television commercial aired 75 years ago today. It was a Bulova commercial. Uh, it appeared on U.S. television screens. It, the shaky 10-second spot for Bulova, a New York-based watch company, aired right before Brooklyn Dodgers and Philadelphia Phillies baseball game. The commercial cost $9. <laughs> oh, isn't that fantastic? 
my how things change. And we're, you know, 75 years later, we're still watching TV and we're still paying for commercials, but it's a lot more than $9 now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hewlett-Packard Enterprises won a huge victory over Oracle and just over $3 billion in damages. The damages come after Oracle took a decision some years ago to stop making software for Hewlett-Packard's high-performance servers built on its Intel Itanium chip. Facebook's got a paper app, and that's officially shutting down. Users of the News Curation app, which launched in February 2014, were alerted to the shutdown by a message when they opened the app recently. It's not everything that Facebook touches turns to gold. Apple reportedly in talks to buy music streaming service Tidal. The service was started by rapper Jay-Z. Google's Spain headquarters in Madrid has been raided by local authorities that are investigating the company's tax arrangements. A similar raid took place in Paris less than a month ago. You have to take Europe very seriously. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren said companies like Apple snuff out competition and threaten our democracy. She took aim at Amazon and Google as well. Yeah, they do. But don't we love their product? Zooks, the super self-stealth driving car, self-driving car, has closed a 200 million plus round of funding. Zooks has been working in secret on a fully autonomous cars for years. And we just learned that a Tesla car while it was an autopilot, ultimately caused an accident that killed the driver. Uh, the driver was speeding, and a semi-truck turned in his way, and the Tesla car couldn't tell the difference between the blue sky and the white siding. Uh, the white siding of, uh, tr- of a truck. So the Tesla autonomous driver died. That's the first we've seen of that. Let's bring in Sung Lee. Sung Lee, how are you? Still no audio on my end, so let's give up. Um, this makes for bad radio to test it on the air, guys. So Hillary Clinton wants everyone, every American to have broadband cable by 2020. You can find Sung Lee at Newsweek.com in the article. If anyone wants me to email them a copy of it, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com, and uh, I'll email you the link to Newsweek and where the copy of the article can be found. So Zook is a super stealth start, self-driving car startup. And it's pulled in $200 million of the funding. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people. There's some people out there who think the whole self-driving car thing is silly. Um, I like the idea a lot um, because if you have kids or if you remember high school, high school kids just aren't the best drivers. We all knew someone who died of a car accident whether it was drunk driving or something, right? Sad. Students against drunk driving. Mad. Mothers against drunk driving. Uh, autonomous cars against drunk driving, which is kind of where I'm going at with that. So, so Zooks has been working in secret, and because they got a $200 million uh, investment, they're now worth about a billion-dollar valuation. So the company debuted some splashy renderings of the car, nicknamed Boz, before reverting back into stealth mode back in 2013. According to the IEEE, Cars designed to not have windshields or steering wheel or brake pedal, and so they can drive in any direction while passengers sit inside facing each other. So, Zooks has a permit for you know testing in California. So we'll see where this one goes. Some of the some of the concepts are pretty interesting. Certainly, um, the idea of self-driving cars is kind of a fun concept, but the area where I think it could really take off is like in campuses, like if you to have a car at Google and you just step out of your car and your car goes and parks itself. I'm not saying that it has to be fully ready for the 
highway. But self-parking makes a lot more sense to start than highway as you know, tinkers here and tinkers there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 30-year U.S. bond yield hits record low amid global bond rally. That's stunning. So the U.S. government debt prices were higher today, building on global bond rally. The 10-year Treasury sits at 1.44%. The yield on a 30-year Treasury bond is at 2.2%. And that's heavily tied towards our 30-year mortgages. And you can see how much money is being made when you take out a 30-year loan and you know, bank goes out and takes out a bond covering it. Spain and Italy have 10-year yields hit their lowest level in more than a decade. German bond yields, the 10-year German bond, uh, traded at negative 0.12%. So you lose money by being in one of the top countries of the world and their ability to pay back their debt, Germany. So, And that shows you just a lot of distress, a lot of distress that people are just hiding money there and pushing yields down to almost nothing. And um, it tells you that things might end badly. So Micron Technology reported an adjusted loss of $0.08 cents per share. One cent share smaller than expected revenue was slightly below expectations. Micron said it's going to cut jobs as part of the effort to lower costs as demand for the company's memory chips continue to decline. Desktops aren't what they used to be. Um, on top of it, uh, I saw Seagate yesterday announce some job cuts because of desktops aren't what they used to be and hard drives aren't what they used to be. Um, I love RVs. The idea of RVs in retirement is, is kind of fun for me. Uh, going around at least for two or three years, seeing the whole country. The Thor Industries makes RVs. They're buying privately held RV-related product maker Jayco for $576 million in cash. So um, kind of getting a little bit of a consolidation going on there. Nike co-founder Phil Knight retired as chairman of the company Nike. CEO Mark Parker will take over the chairman's role, while Apple CEO Tim Cook was named lead independent director. Cook has been on the Nike board since 2005. Tesla in the news today, subject of a preliminary investigation by federal regulators involving that fatal accident that I talked about. Tesla said it informed regulators immediately after the crash occurred on May 7th, where it was in self-driving mode. Uh, elsewhere, Disney is will pay a 33% stake, will buy a 33% stake in the video unit of Major League Baseball's digital operations. Uh, MLB Advanced Media deal that values the business at about $3.5 billion. Hershey is being watched today. They got turned down a deal yesterday from Mondelez. Mondelez said, you know, we'd like to buy you. Mondelez kind of is the old Kraft cheese company, Kraft Macaroni, Kraft. And it's not just macaroni and cheese, but a lot of products that you consume. So trying to consolidate that industry. Starbucks was accused of slashing employees' work hours in an online petition that's been signed by more than 9,000 people. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, and YouTube, Rob Black Show.
visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. My opinion, it's just a matter of time until the market hits record highs. This time last week, it felt like the sky was falling for a lot of people. It should never feel like that to you. Markets do pull back and they do get violently sickening. You might have seen the markets correct 50, 60% if you've been in them long enough. And that's when a lot of good companies get thrown out baby with the bathwater and creates a heck of a buying opportunity. It's also when a, comp- a company that doesn't deserve to be publicly traded gets decimated. I think it's a matter of time before we break new highs. With the S&P 500 closing in on 2099, record high levels are less than 2% away. Um, I don't think we stopped there. I think the market climbs all the way to 2300 on the S&P 500, which would be another 10%. There's perception that investors are all in, but I think this is an example of how there's so much money sitting on the sidelines, particularly as bond yields continue to drop, that that money will chase after stocks. After pointing out a few more potential pratfalls, I think, you know, uh, fiscal stimulus in, after the Brexit vote, potential for U.S. exports to strengthen, energy's rebound is out there, thanks to an oil bounce back in price. Um, I think there's a good deal of money that's going to re-enter our markets and push markets to all-time highs. Investors have been reducing their exposure to equities at a time when inflation in the United States could be picking up. That's the 1990s scenario. That's the time when you'd expect equity to start to accelerate. And if inflation picks up, we get earnings acceleration. So I think there's a fundamental story in the United States that doesn't have to be hurt by Brexit. Um, now, again, does everyone share my view on that? No. And that's okay. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am and where I am, per se, as far as investments go. So anything else you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We can obviously talk about the stock market. We can talk about savings. Talk about some of the early movers and shakers on Wall Street. Hershey is a company that potentially could be acquired, right? Uh, Mondelez, which I think is the dumbest name on the planet. If anyone could explain to me why they went with that name, it's beyond me. But Kraft didn't want to be known as Kraft. And I used to jokingly say on the air that, you know, Kraft has probably killed more Americans than Philip Morris. And it was a joke, but the obesity of eating from boxes uh, and foods like Kraft cheese, Kraft macaroni and cheese, which has absolutely no value. Um especially when it's the power to choose, like, there's nothing there. The absurdity of it, to me, is, you know, a joke. Kraft has killed more people than Philip Morris. But it also tells you that people like to behave poorly. Um, and that's interesting to note, is that you can invest in what I would refer to as bad habits from the United States, from Americans, which I don't think is too much of a stretch to think that that's exactly the way Warren Buffett invests when <clears throat> you hear about him investing in Dairy Queen and Coca-Cola. Um, it's bad habits that Americans have and clearly 
are kind of addicted to. So how about some stock ideas? I know everyone loves a good stock idea. Uh, dividend stocks are something I think you should really consider. And master limited partnerships as well as real estate investment trust. I don't like private REITs. I don't like people that sell private REITs. FINRA's cracked down on private REITs and telling you, be careful. These are not for the average person. So the person who sells a private REIT typically gets a big fat commission of almost 9% or more. So you'll hear someone on the radio And you'll hear them push private REITs because they're getting big kickbacks. So I would look for publicly traded real estate investment trusts where you're buying real estate that's in a trust and you can get pretty nice yields or a master limited partnership. Squeeze in a quick call with Eric in San Jose and let's see if the microphone is working. Eric? Uh, yes, sir. How's it going? Going well. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. What's up? So I stumbled into it, an app called Acorn. I think yep. you've mentioned it on your show before, and just wanted to see if you have a little bit of insight on it and and how it actually works. Um, I, I've tried a couple of things already, so I put some money in it, and and you know then I go in and then invest like the five cents or the ten cents or whatever. Uh, but just wanted to get a little bit more of your feedback: how secure it is? Uh, is, is it a good investment vehicle? I'm, I'm sort of more of a diving a little bit on. Trying yeah. to increase. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it, and thanks for the call. Um, first and foremost, there's a lot of financial startups. Uh, FinTech, as they're known, FinTech. It invests spare change from your everyday purchases. Uh, so I think the idea is if you have a dollar purchase, uh, it can go out and you know invest some of that money for you. Um, it's considered, I would consider it kind of alternative. Um, it's kind of like a piggy bank. So I like the idea. I don't think you're going to get rich from doing this kind of investing. Um, but it's a beautiful app. Your portfolio is automatically managed by expert financial advisors. You could be like 14% large cap, 12, 25% small cap, 21% bonds, um, depending on how, what your profile shows you as. So if you get like a $3.15 cup of coffee, it'll invest $0.85 cents for you. It just rounds out your purchase and does it for you. Um, it was tested for a long time. Acorn costs about a buck a month, plus a management fee ranging from 25 basis points to 50 basis points. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a keep the change kind of app. I have no problem with it. I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm glad that you're thinking about it. I don't think you're going to get wildly wealthy, but it will start you saving and investing, and that'll hopefully lead you to you know, maxing out your 401k and other investments. So it's called Acorn, totally safe, totally usable. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.